0: You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Today is the last message of the Daniel plan. And... It's titled Becoming What God Meant You To Be and Winning With The Hand You Were Dealt. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful way for us to close. And I and I love the 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 list that Steve put together for for this last uh, sermon or part of the series because it it, it talks to us is, it talks to us about how important we are to God. And sometimes we don't feel that important. In fact, there may be someone here today that you are not happy with yourself. You're not happy with the choices that you've made. Maybe you're identifying yourself with, with what people say about you. Maybe you're identifying yourself with the choices that you've made. And what I have found from walking with Jesus is that we're not defined by what we've done We're not defined by what people say about us. We're defined by what Christ has done for us. And the Bible says that if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. And the former things have passed and and now you've become new. and, and, And that's a wonderful, wonderful place for us to be. So you're not defined by your failures. And you're not defined by what people are saying around you and and people coming at you. Or you're not defined by what you're thinking about yourself. I want us to talk about identity as we close this campaign. And one of the, the, the scripture verses that just stands out is in Psalm 139, verse 14. And the Bible says, thank you for making me wonderfully complex thank you for making me wonderful but also complex and when you think about that word it's it's true to to itself because we are complex amen there's more to us than being one-dimensional we are multi-dimensional and 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 that makes a lot of sense because we serve a god a creator who is multi-dimensional you can't put God in a box. And so in, in his creation, we're, we're created in his image. And, and in that, he gave us some wonderful gifting. He gave us personality. He gave us character. He molded us and shaped us. In fact, the, the, the man who was Adam, he created him out of the, out of the ground. And, and, and he made him good. And then he created Eve, the woman, out of man But the Bible says that he fashioned her. I always think about that when I'm doing marriage, uh, premarital counseling or or marriage counseling. Because women are different than men he just made. But women he fashioned. (laughs) Think about that. It's so true to life. Men, when you go to the the store, you want to go to Home Depot because you were made. You want to make things. But women want to go to the fashion store. And they'll go to all this Google stuff and you know. You're like. They want to be fashioned. And so it's there's more to there's more to this this life, and I think it's important for us to grasp this. There's more to our lives than just being one dimensional. And so when we did this, this campaign, and thank God for Rick Warren coming up with this, uh, it talks about different facets of life. It talks about, you know, the things that are important. First of all, without faith, we're in trouble. Because without faith, it is impossible for us to please who? God. And without faith, think about it. If you have no faith in your life, you're not going to even... You won't even be able to move forward in your own life because you won't even believe in yourself. Faith is very instrumental to our life. So we talked about faith and we talked about how important that is. But we also talked about food. And and we we learned that food can be poison to our bodies or it can be medicine. I hope someone has grasped that in, in in this campaign. And every time we sit down to eat, think about it, you can put... You can put medicine into your body, or you can put poison. And and I've said this, and I'm going to say it again because I think it's true. If you've ever drank too much alcohol, the next morning you wake up and your body's telling you, you poisoned me. You poisoned me. If you eat too much, right, of the wrong things, your body tells you, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. You poisoned me, dude. Amen? Amen. And so you think about that, that different facet. And then we talked about fitness. How many of us know that that's an, another facet of our lives that we need, to, we, need to, we need to take as a priority? We have to exercise or our bodies begin to fall apart. If you don't move your arms, they will just stiffen up. Have you, have you thought about that? If you don't exercise, if you don't move, if, if you don't exercise your mind, your brain, guess what happens? Duh, what would you say? So you read and you exercise your, your mind. You, you, there's a lot of facets to, to our lives. So, so that's very important. Fitness. And then we talked about um, not only that, but focusing. How important is it, is it for us to focus? It's very important. I can see every one of you. Probably 90% of every person in here, you're focused on the next word I'm going to say. And the other one, you're, you're seeing what the, game, what the score of the game is right now right? And then the, the last thing is friends. We, we talked about friends. That, look at the multi-dimension. Friends, we need people. We need people in our life. You know, when we, when we had this harvest festival, groves of people came. People just more and more, and they were, you know, beards and hair and all kinds of stuff, but, but we for friends, and we, ha, 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 you're funny. Raggedy Ann and Andy came, and you wouldn't believe who it was. I never dreamt. The only way that I knew who it was, I said, I can see your tattoos, dude. <laughs> but it was so cool because we all came together, and, and, and we're multidimensional. So we have to grab a hold of the fact that, that, that we cannot be one-dimensional. In fact, the Bible says a person who fears God deals responsibly with all of reality, not just a piece of it. When we surrender ourselves to God, we say, Lord, go into the whole house, not just the living room. Go into our bedroom. Go into the bathroom. Go into my garage. Oh, boy. Go into my storage. Go into all these places and, and begin to work on me because we fear God. We want for, for the Lord to, to be, as he's multidimensional, for him to, to go into every dimension of our lives. And, and, and I think about this. One of the most important things to grab a hold of in our lives is that God has given us a responsibility to make choices with what He's given us. And every person in here, I'm, I'm just panning the audience, some of you guys in here are football players. Some of you guys are in here are, are, are teachers. Some of you guys in here are, are work at, at stores where people see you every day. Some of you guys in here, you do concrete work. Some of you have been uh, educators and, and in, in, in CEOs. I, I can see every facet. Some of you are artists, all kinds of different things. But we have a responsibility. We have a choice with what we do with the gifting and the talent God has given us. In Matthew 25, uh, Jesus said a parable about a a master who gave three of his servants talents. He gave one five, he gave another one three, and he gave the the next one one. And he said, now I want you to go and do something with it. So we have a responsibility with what we do, with what God's given us. What a blessing it is to, to have Tracy up here singing. Wasn't that beautiful when she sang that song? She's using the talent that God gave her to usher the the presence of God and to lead us into worship. Same thing with, with, with Steve and with Brady. It's just all these things come together. So we have to make the best of what God has given us. And it's by choice. But I've got five factors that create your identity. Five factors that create our identity. And here's the thing about these factors You did not choose them. In other words, it's like playing poker. Anyone play poker? Raise your hand if you've played poker before. You sinners. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. you got a poker face, huh? What do you got? Nothing. And so when you play poker, you have to, with that hand, especially if you play five-card stud, you know, they pass out these five cards, whatever you get is what you're stuck with. And you have to play those cards. You have to play with whatever you're dealt. And isn't life like that? Think about it. Isn't life like that? We're dealt certain cards in life, and you have to deal with it. And you can deal with it on your own, or you can deal with it with a wild card. And the wild card is the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus gives, whom God gives to everyone that receives Christ. Amen? Now, five things, okay? First, before I go to the five things, let, let me say this. Everything in the world is broken. Amen? The, the, the weather's broken, right? It doesn't, it doesn't do the things it's supposed to do. Um, the economy is broken. Have you noticed that? It's up here and then it goes down. It's up here, it goes down. Our bodies don't work perfectly. Just before the service, I took two, uh, uh, um, uh, what's it called, uh, naproxen, so because I have some tendinitis that comes up every two years. It's like clockwork. I feel stiffness. And then for about three weeks or maybe a month, I feel nothing but pain. I'm in bed, and I can't lift up my arm. Hey, my body's broken. I, I'm, not, I'm, not in, I'm not in glory yet. So we find out anyone in here have any ailments, any hurting, your back's hurting or your, you know. Everyone's saying, yeah. So, so the reality is that we, we, nothing in life is perfect. And, and so as we look at the, these cards that have been dealt to us, we, we have to approach it with, with one thing in mind. We absolutely need God in our lives because he is perfect. And he'll help us with whatever we're going through. And, and, and so there's, here's the five things. The first factor that makes you you, the first thing that makes you you is your chemistry. Part of being unique and complex has to do with the way that we were made in the womb. See, each of us have different DNA. Each of us have different chromosomes. Everything that happens in life happens where? In our what? In our body. But our bodies are all different. In fact, I thought about this. I don't want to get too... How, how do I say this without, but it's biology. There were a lot of different little, uh, when, when I was conceived, there was a lot of different little things that were trying to get to that egg. Millions, swimming. And the one that made it made me. And all the other ones would have been different. Think about it. I'm not trying at all to be perverted. That's just reality. That's biology. And so all of us have different DNAs. And and think about it. You can have three brothers or, or two brothers and a sister or whatever, and every one of us is different. That's because it's different chemistries. Every individual is born different. Some people are hypersensitive to pain. In other words, they feel everything. One of my best friends, I was thinking about this when I was putting this together. One of my best friends, we played ball together, football, and I could remember him. He would come to the huddle after every play. He was the second leading rusher in the state, but no one heard what was going on in the huddle. After every play, oh, bro, I'm hurting real bad. Suck it up, dude. Come on. Hypersensitive to pain. Some people have a very high tolerance for pain. Just a different chemical makeup. Some some were, some people were born with low energy. You're born with that. You just you know you just kind of move a little bit slow. Dude, let's get this done. Okay. And, and, when, and when they're when they're when they're babies when they're when they're in when they're toddlers, parents love them. They love them. Look at little Johnny. He's so good. And then you got little Kathy, right? And she's hyper. And parents are like, oh, oh my goodness, little Kathy's driving me nuts. Little Johnny is good. And then they get to be teenagers. And she says, "Little Kathy, or big Kathy, will you do this?" Oh, yeah, I'll take care of it. No problem. I'll pick up the Little Johnny, go pick up your room." Okay. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> Did you get it done, Johnny? Yeah, I'm working. <laughs> and so you think about it, chemistry, that, it, that's all about chemistry right there. And and, and people are made different. Um, some people have to wear glasses, right? You 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 didn't choose to wear glasses. It's it's kind of an inconvenience. But if we don't wear glasses, I I, can, I see blurry, right? And so we we wear glasses. Some people don't wear glasses. It's not right or wrong. It's just chemistry, right? And and, and here's an important point: all of us, all of us have biological or chemical deficiencies. Right, I talked about my tendonitis. I could go around the, the 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 sanctuary, and we'd be here for five hours. Oh, Pastor, I'm hurting here, hurting here. Right. We got physical problems. Some of us, some of us have mental problems. Right. If if you have a low thyroid, let's think about this. If you have a low thyroid, you can exercise all you want, and you're still not going to have energy because you're. Thyroid is low, so you'll need to get a supplement to make your thyroid more active. Amen. If you have a calcium deficiency, your bones will become brittle. And you will need a calcium supplement to make your bones stronger. Amen. Now, if you you, if you're low on a hormone, say you're low in estrogen. Women, if you're low in estrogen. Men, if you're low in testosterone, come on, men. I notice a man. I ain't no low no testosterone. You be talking me like that, man. Got a lot of testosterone. Where's my deodorant, honey? Because there's that deodorant hormone deodorant. Right? But if you're low on a hormone. It will affect you, it will impact you emotionally and physically. So not only are we wired in a certain way, but if our, if our wiring gets skewed, it messes with our health. It messes with our holistic health. I was studying this week, and I found something that was incredible. See, there's, there's a medication you can take that's called OxyContin, Okay? But there's a chemical in your body that's called oxytocin. And the body and your body produces this chemical. And what this chemical does is that it, it, it promotes bonding. It promotes connection. So when you pet a dog, when you're petting your dog, your body produces this oxytocin, and it, pro- it produces you to connect. And you just love little Fido. You just love the dog. Now, when a mother is breastfeeding, the body produces this in mass qual- quantities. So when you're, when you're doing that, oxytocin is being produced. And when that happens, the mother and the baby, they connect. They bond. In a relationship, especially in a, in a, in a marriage, when a, when, a, when a husband and a wife are being sexually intimate... The the oxytocin, that that chemical, is produced in very high volumes, and so what happens is that there's a bonding that's going on. That's why it's so important for us to understand that that God says that that sexual intimacy is should be between a husband and a wife because you are connected, you're bonded. There's there's this oxytocin. Not only are you are you bonding uh, physically, but you're bonding emotionally. You're bonding spiritually. There's so, many, so much depth to that. God is so big. How many of us need some oxytocin in our body? Yeah. You know, in, in your small groups, and, and, and let's get away from the, the bedroom, okay? Everyone, check, shut the door. In your small groups, oxytocin is being... Is being uh, produced and you are bonding you 're making relationships when you have a close relationship. this oxytocin chemical is being worked on or being working in your in your body so it 's important for us to to have that now we need to we need to grab a hold of a fact because every person in here all of us have flaws right but no flaw is sinful or shameful. Flaws in our physical bodies, in our chemistry, or or any other aspect, it's not shameful or sinful. It's just how you're wired. Why am I saying that? Because we have to make the best of what we can with the hand that we're dealt. You didn't ask for whatever flaw you have. Okay? Now, I'm going to talk about something else which is ignored in the church. We don't talk about it in the church, but we need to start talking about it because we talk about our physical flaws. We talk about our, 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 our uh, deficiencies in our physical body, but we never talk about the deficiencies in our mental state, which is no different. Amen? There are some times that people are having some mental disabilities, because maybe there's a chemical imbalance or there's something going on. And, and so we, we never talk about this in the church. But can I tell you something? A mental deficiency is no different than cancer. Are you with me? Because your brain is made up of chemicals and all kinds of things. And, and there's all there, I don't, I'm not a biologist and I'm not a doctor, but I know that there's, there's like a spark plug, there's some firing going on. And if sometimes the firing doesn't hit the right way, and you start thinking a little bit skewed. And so you have to align yourself into the things of God to help you out. But even if you're having difficulties, hear me now, because there may be some people that have difficulties in this area and you're just kind of, you're, you're kind of hiding and secluding yourself, God wants to help you. And God's people want to help you. Amen? God doesn't want you to feel isolated. I believe that people that struggle with mental illness, and it's no different than any other illness, I think that they feel like if there's no one that cares or that want to know, but God does. Amen? Because I have been in ministry for for so many years, I have dealt with a a wide spectrum of uh, of issues. And one of the ones that we scratch our heads where we need the Lord and we need to really embrace the Lord's guidance is people that are struggling with some mental illness. Amen? I was going through scripture and... I I saw this and I want us to grab a hold of this. That um, Paul... Paul, he talks about a time in his life... That that the devil used something, an infirmity. We we don't know exactly what it is because he doesn't describe it. It says a messenger of Satan. But here's the interesting about that. He said, I was given a thorn... In my flesh, in my flesh, in my body, there was something happening, not in my spirit, but in my flesh. And so Paul, this was not something he asked for. He wasn't praying, saying, Lord, please give me a thorn in my flesh. In fact, he asked the Lord to take it three times. Lord, take it from me. And Jesus said to him, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. And I am made strong in your weakness. Now let's look look even deeper than that. In Galatians, in Galatians, Paul said this as he's talking to the church there. He says, you know that it was because of bodily illness that I preached the gospel to you for the first time. I'm not feeling well. I need to stop here in Galatia. I'm going to go preach even in my, my body that's ailing, I'm going to preach, I'm going to share the good news. That's why it's so important for us to even think about this. When we're hurting, when we're going through things, that doesn't stop us from doing God's work. Are you with me? Anyone else with me? Paul says, I went to you when I was hurting, and, and God used an illness, a flaw... To get the gospel out. And I bet the Galatians were glad that Paul got sick because they were the recipients of the good news. Amen. So what does that tell me as your pastor? When I have a tummy ache and that happens, what does it say? I'll be with you, the Lord tells us. I'll be with you. When my foot's not feeling as good as I want it to feel, I'll be with you. You can still go over there. You can still preach. You can still do the work of God. Amen? Sometimes, I'm saying a lot of things, but this is important. Sometimes we think we can't do anything anymore because we're not feeling up to par. No, 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 no. God will use you no matter where you're at. Are you with me? The devil will say, you can't do it. And God says, yes, you can. Number two, the second thing that determines our identity is our connections. And our connections are our relationships. Can I tell you that we are a product of who we hang out with? My my dad, he was a hero, my hero. My dad said, Dime con quien te juntas y te digo quien eres. Tell me who you're hanging with, and I'll tell you who you are. Because who you hang with is who you're going to act like. Amen? We have a relationship with God through Jesus. A relationship. That means that we actually spend time with Him. We have a friendship. We have a kinship. We have a father-son, father-daughter relationship. And when we spend time with our Father in heaven, we begin to act more like God. Not God, but we have, have his attributes. We have his peace. We have his joy. We have his love. We have his faithfulness. We have self-control. Now, when you, don't act with God, when you don't hang around with God or God's people, then you will begin to model the same things that they're behaving. Amen? That's why, let me just say something. There's some young people in here. That's why if you're listening to music that says, F this, F that, do, boom, 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 boom. F this, F that. Doo, doo, doo. She's a boom, she's a boom, she's a ooh, ooh, ooh. What are you going to think? F this, F that, F this, F that. Mama's a ooh, mama's a ooh, right? So think about it. Now, if you put music in there, it's going to say, Love your mom, love your dad, respect your teachers, respect your educators, things like that. You're going to say, Respect my educators, love my mom, love my dad, love God. Amen? It's pretty logical. And so who you hang with, who you spend time with, is is who your connections are. Our connections give life meaning. Our connections will give life purpose. And our connections give our lives their identity. I know this because before, before Christ, who I hung with, We were always talking about what we were gonna do after we got off of work, after we had the during the weekends, and when I changed my my life and became identified with Christ, my whole surroundings changed. My connections changed. Amen? And my whole behavior began to change. People who who have healthy connections will always thrive in these areas. Okay? You'll always thrive. Jesus was asked, what is the most important thing in life? And Jesus' answer had to do with connection. Jesus said this. They asked him, what is the most important commandment? That's the most important thing you can do for God. Jesus says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And what do you do when you love God? You what? You connect. And the second one, he said, is just as important. He says, you must love your neighbor as yourself. It all has to do with connection. So important. Number three, the third card that makes you you is your circumstances. Someone say circumstances. These are things that happen to us, and that's what a circumstance is. And every circumstance is unique to all of us because we all have different circumstances. Amen? Amen. We all have things that have happened that have shaped us and molded us. In other words, um, I have my set of circumstances and you have your own set. And just like you didn't choose your chemistry and you didn't choose your initial connections, you certainly haven't chosen all your circumstances. The things that happen to us in life. In other words, a a person that's been molested physically, sexually, emotionally, you didn't ask for that as a child. But it shapes you. It, it changes the way you trust. It changes the way you look at people. A young girl that's been raped and uh, sexually molested as a, as a child will never trust a man until Jesus sets her free. A young man that's been, that's been raped or that's been emotionally scarred, you're shaped in that and you don't trust people. If you've been in a, in a home where drugs have been the, the norm you, then that shapes you. Those circumstances shape you. If, you, if you've been in a home where, where maybe there was a, a divorce, that shapes you. Because your parents, you trusted them to stay together. And, and so. But God begins to work in that, and he wants to set us free. Are you with me? Our circumstances will, will shape us. As when I was growing up as a, as a kid, there was a, a, a circumstance... In our family, and there was some marital unfaithfulness, and it, and it, and it destroyed me. It destroyed the inside. My brothers, we, we, were, we were impacted in, in, in such a negative way, and there was such unforgiveness. There, there was such untrust. It, 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 it followed me all throughout my, my, my young adulthood until I came to Jesus, and, and Jesus set me free. But those circumstances, they want to destroy you, and not until you deal with them. Through Christ, can you walk in the freedom that comes through him? And then you'll be able to say this, I can be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ. Amen? You see, we don't have to be defined by our circumstances. We can be defined by the forgiveness of Jesus and by the love of God. Number four, the fourth card is your consciousness. Say consciousness. Your consciousness is how we talk to ourselves. And even if you say you don't talk to yourself, we all talk to ourselves. In fact, some of you right now are saying, is he almost done? You're saying, man, I can't wait till we go to eat. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and, you're, and they're talking and you're Listening is is a discipline. Did you know that? Listening is a discipline. Because usually the way we listen is like this. You talk, then they talk, but while they're talking, you're thinking, what am I going to say? We're always, there's always chatter going on in our minds. All the time. That's our consciousness. But the Bible says this. He says this: "For as a man thinks in his heart, so he is." Your heart is on the, the inner being. How you think? What are you thinking about? Because that's who you are. That's who you become. You see, not only does the, not only does the enemy throw thoughts in our lives. Many times, our own thoughts are formed by experiences and negative experiences. Huh? Those. That's just experiences that could be good, but there could be negative experiences. The Bible says, be careful what you think because your thoughts will run your life. That is so true. Can I tell you that, that uh, when, you, when, you, when you steal something, the act is the last part. It always starts with something in our mind. When someone has an affair, it doesn't just have it, it doesn't doesn't just happen. You begin to ponder things. The Bible says this. Uh, oh, oh, let me let me just. This is good right here. Um, the person who says he can't is the cer- same person that thinks he can't. So, have you ever known someone that they, they, they always quit? Sometimes they quit before that blessing comes. That's because. They always think, I can't do it. And if you think you can't do something, can I tell you something? You're probably not going to do it. In the, in the secular world, they call that self-fulfilling prophecy. And it's a, it, gets, it gets its foundation in the Bible. Job, in his dark time, he said, what I, what I have always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come to be. So in other words, Job, he used to think about, this is the worst thing that could happen to me. And sometimes we get to that place in our lives. Where we just, in our consciousness, we we think negativity. Have you ever thought negative in your life? God doesn't want us to stay there. Amen? The The fifth card is this, and we're finishing up. The fifth card is your choices. How many of you know that your choices make you? Every day, we're presented with a multitude of choices, and each choice begins to mold you into the person you become. If your day begins with a healthy breakfast and a devotion, it will begin to produce some God results. But if your morning begins with a Snickers bar and a 44-ounce soda, and you're reading the tabloids, it changes things. You'll be a different person if, you're, if, if you wake up in the morning with a shot of whiskey and you're reading the horoscope, you'll be shaped different. Amen? Your choices are the one thing you have the power and control of. Every one of us. And thank you, thank you, Jesus, that you all made the choice to come to the house of God this morning. Thank God. So I want to I wanna end with five winning choices real quick. Five winning choices. Let's do this. I choose to get healthier. In our small group, the the small group that I'm going to right now, we lost together in these six weeks. Together we lost over 50 pounds. Together. (laughs) Glory to Jesus. It doesn't matter... it it doesn't matter what card we've been dealt with the help of jesus we can all choose to become healthier for the glory of god the bible says you made my body lord now give me sense to heed your laws give me the sense not to put poison into my body don't get mad about it just say lord just direct me and guide me you made my body now second thing i i choose to deepen my relationships without relationships beloved we're going to be isolated and the devil will get us and we have to let the, let love be our highest goal amen first corinthians 14 the third thing i i'm going to choose to trust god no matter what no matter what i'm going to trust god because regardless of our circumstance God is with us. We were talking on Friday because it was so windy before the Harvest Festival. And, and uh, um, uh, Monique came in. She said, Pastor, it's just so windy out there. And, and we just said together, let's just trust God. And it's amazing. The wind died down. But have you ever thought about this when Jesus was in the boat and there was a storm going on? Can I tell you what Jesus was doing? He was napping. And the disciples were, Lord, Lord, we're going to perish We need to trust God in all things. The Bible says God knows us far better than we know ourselves. That's why we can be sure that every detail in our our lives of love for God is worked into something good. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. And he decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. The son stands first in the line... First, in in the line of humanity he restored, we see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. In other words, he's working everything out so so we can become more like Christ. In every circumstance, in every storm, he's saying, I'm going to make you more like Jesus. Number four, I can choose what I think about. I can choose what I think about. Monitor your thought life. Once we discipline ourselves to think about things that will honor God and we dispel things that dishonor him, we will live better. Amen? Those thoughts come, but just like a bird flying over your head. Someone once said, they can fly over your head, but don't let them land. Don't let them put a nest there. Take them off. You, you can say it out loud. That's not for me. That thought's not for me. I don't want it. In Jesus' name, I don't want that. Number, number. Also, uh, oh, the scripture: Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. And number five, which is the most important thing: I can choose Jesus as my Savior. Let me tell you what happens with Jesus is that a lot of people make Jesus their Savior in heaven. But people don't make Jesus their Savior here on earth. Jesus wants to be in every aspect of our lives. He just doesn't want to get you to heaven. He wants to walk with you in every aspect of your life. Amen. Let him be your Savior in everything you do. Last scripture verse when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. Now, I'm going to end with this. I want all heads bowed because there's someone in here that possibly you want Jesus in your life. You've been trying to do life on your own, you've been trying in your own strength to figure things out, you've been trying in your own strength to push through this life. But you're at a, you've hit a wall. And there's difficulty that is beyond your strength and beyond your knowledge. And Jesus is extending his hand right now and he says, I want to save you. I want to be your savior. I want to change your life forever. But you have to make that choice to receive him as your Lord. Lord. And so I'm going to pray this prayer. It's a simple prayer. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus as your Savior. Just pray with me like this. God, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. And today I am making the choice to make Jesus Christ my Lord and my Savior. I confess with my mouth that he died for my sins, the sins I've done in the past, the sins that I'll do today, and the sins that I'll do in the future. I believe that he rose from the dead on the third day, just like the scripture said he would. And today I am making a choice to follow him from this day forward in the fellowship of his church. Amen. I want all heads bowed because there's someone here today God's just extending his hand to you and all you need to do is raise your hand and say, that's me. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.